Welcome everybody to another episode of Wellness Wednesday Inspiration. My name is Fernanda. I'm here with Dr. Linda and we are excited to bring you a topic today that uh, really has had a major impact in my life in understanding what makes successful people successful and really the rest of the population kind of uh, staying paycheck to paycheck. So today's topic is what successful people do that sets them apart. And I truly believe that if we all understand the science of how to act, think, and operate in a different way, every single person uh, has the potential of becoming a greater, greater version of themselves. And when you become a greater version of yourself and you provide a better service, then the compensation is equal to that service that you provide. So super excited about today's topic. Dr. Linda, how are you today? Uh, hi, great. Always excited about our topic. And this is something that you and I get to chat about. We don't have a guest today, but we're, we always learn from each other. We challenge each other. So I think today's going to be that perfect time because you do a lot with, um, with coaching and, you know, when you were doing a lot more of, in the practice of the health field, which you still are to some degree because you know that people's health also their level mm -hmm. of health also equates to their level of success. I was just having that conversation with a, a colleague earlier today. Um, so I know that's going to be part of the mix as well as what we're going to chat about today. But I'm doing great. I'm excited. A lot of a lot of great things are happening. And I know on your side as well. So um, you want to share a little bit about what's happening? I know you've been just doing a lot of work with plant medicines. It's just kind of opened up so much for you. Yes, yes. Uh, I had a very powerful weekend about two weeks ago. And um, it was probably one of the most, the, the scariest and one of the most amazing experiences that I've had in my life. Uh, just something that I have never experienced ever before. And it presented in such a way that uh, I really wasn't expecting, I, I didn't know what to expect. And then it kind of just happened and I was like, whoa, like get me out of here. I want to leave, I want, I want this to end. But then at the same time, it's like, no, like I'm here to do some work and I need to just surrender, surrender, surrender and trust the process, trust the process. And so it's been a, a great experience as always integration after doing any type of health retreats, mindset retreats any meditation retreats, there is a, a period of integration that goes along with it. So integrating with continuing the practice of meditation, really thinking about the whole process, everything that I experience, and what does it mean and what do I need to do and what do I need to learn. Uh, I'm doing the baths every night. So I'm doing really a lot of the, the kind of the work that goes after doing work on yourself. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. have been enjoying the process. It's a little bit challenging to us, you know, Dr. Linda, that after you go through something so deep, there is a lot of emotions that come to the surface. And also the, the few days afterwards, you are kind of dealing with those emotions. So you can be a little bit more emotional. You can be a little bit more quote unquote, moody uh, because you're processing <laughs> everything that went through. So I'm definitely going through a little bit of everything uh, right now, but very thankful to have the opportunity to do this experience and really work on myself. Yeah. And, and you know, that's part of, that's part of a journey of being successful as well and reaching your goals. And most people, 
and see a lot of successful people that reach a lot of their goals, they don't mention some of the things that you and I have shared, like on our podcast about working with plant medicines, um, working even with, with mushrooms and people ask me, well, can you talk about that stuff when you're on Facebook or, you know, I get those mm -hmm. questions asked or kind of like even privately, they'll, they'll send me messages and, and it's like, it's not for everyone. I said, and yes, I mean, there's very, a lot of successful people as, um, it was a Jack Canfield, right? That was down in Rhythmia and goes and does a lot of work with the plant medicines and actually takes great, you know, um, groups of people, lots of people. And he's written so many books and probably one of the most successful published authors with mm -hmm. bestsellers out there. And it's not until I think within the last year that he really started talking about that. So right. success is just, it's not all about, um, there's different forms of success. There's different forms of what each person thinks is in their own eyes, what is successful. So that's what we're going to chat about today. And part of it is the self-care and using plant medicines for the self-care. And we've had a couple podcasts on that already. And um, it's nothing new anymore to you. Now you're really diving deep into that and even going beyond another level in that journey. So I'm excited for you and I'm excited. Um, can't wait to like catch up with you on that but let's get to today's topic then about you know why is it that some people you know are successful and reach goals and others don't mm -hmm. yeah and i think one of the major things that i have learned along the way and actually had a tremendous impact in my life without even knowing it uh, when i was 17 and found myself being pregnant at 17 really absolutely no financial support from any angle working, going to school, still in high school and going through the whole thing of, of really being my, by myself. The father of the baby wasn't supportive and, and, and it was a very challenging time. And without knowing it back then, I went to the local university and I said, okay, I need to um, get into a field, a career of something that's going to give me job security, that is going to give me uh, good financial resources and uh, that it's going to be the, like a demand for the rest of my life, basically. And the lady, the counselor that I saw, she said, well, you should look into nursing then. And I, I, I did a little bit of research and I said, nursing it is. And I started going through nursing and I had a goal. My goal was I was going to do whatever it uh, took at the moment so that I could provide my son the life that he deserved. And I was always going to be able to provide for him and never, ever, ever depend on anyone, the government, uh, my family, friends, anyone to, um, you know, to provide any, especially any of the basics, right? Diapers, formula, food, anything like that, education, anything like that. And so that was my goal. And then like school and going through nursing school became the vehicle for me. And so I started going to school and I graduated as a nurse and I got a, my first nursing job and I was like, okay, I need another goal. So my goal became, okay, I'm going to get my bachelor's degree in nursing. So that was my next goal. And then when I achieved that goal, I'm like, okay, I need another goal. And so my next goal was I'm going to get my master's degree and I'm going to specialize as a nurse practitioner. 
And so that became my next goal. And I have always had goals along the way. Every stage in my life, I'd be like, okay, now what can I do next? What can I achieve next? How can I grow better? How can I expand better? And now that I'm in the personal development field and I'm studying way more about personal development and mindset and everything, I now understand the importance that goal setting had in my life during that time. Even though I didn't know what I was doing, it really Mm -hmm. was setting me up for success early on. Because Mm -hmm. if we don't have a goal, and this is major, if we don't know where we're going, it's kind of like getting in your car and you have no idea the direction. You don't know where you're going. So you turn on your car and then you, and then what? Are you going to make a left? Are you going to make a right? Are you going to keep going straight? Like, where are you going? If you don't have a direction, if you don't have a destination, you're just kind of going up in the air, like letting the, the, you know, like the daily things guide your life. You're not aiming at anything. And so that was mm-hmm. a major thing for me. And that's something that I learned early on in my personal development studies. And mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that I had a goal to guide me back then. But even now, like I know the importance of goals and I know how important it is to even write them down. A lot of people don't have mm-hmm. goals and the few ones that have goals don't even have them write them down, written down. They mm-hmm. have them in their head like I did before. And then it becomes kind of like a dream if you don't put a date, if you don't know, you know, if you set a, a small enough goal, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So there is a science to setting goals. But definitely setting goals is absolutely one of the most important things for success in life. Yeah. And I think you mentioned two really important things. One was being resourceful, having, you know, a lot of times we don't have the resources, but you can be resourceful and resourceful can be um, many things. It can be people, it can be books, it can be libraries, it can be free courses, it can be um, even programs like Skillshare, those are resources that we can have. So you you first were resourceful. Second thing you said what, that was really important was um, was with the goals. It was the same thing. I remember being in chiropractic college. And prior to starting chiropractic college, my goal was to get into chiropractic college. And while I was in chiropractic college, I had other goals. It just kind of kept me um, excited as I was going through the process because, you know, schooling is it's a it's a long, long path and you literally don't have a life when you're in, in class 40 to 50 hours a week and then you're studying and it's and it can be pretty challenging. Mm-hmm. So um, I just had little goals along the way, but I also had a physical goal to keep me healthy and strong during that time, which has kind of set the foundation even so now, as you were talking about goal setting, has set the foundation that you continue to do it even right now, where you are in your walk in life. So um, having direction, and what about, what would you tell a person? Because I often, I often hear this, Um, people come in and it's just very general. It's like, I want to lose weight, you know, Mm -hmm. or I just want to have more energy. And I think you really have to be specific. Well, how much weight do you want to lose? You know, do you want to lose muscle mass with that too? Or, you know, do you have a body fat percentage to be a little bit more specific? And also, um, sometimes I think attaching a, a feeling with it is really helpful because there's reasons why we want it, right? When you when you ask somebody, well, why do you why do you want to lose weight? Well, because I just I want to look better. I want to feel better. But why do you want to feel better? It's kind of keep going after and after the why behind it. And 
when there's an emotion attached to it, I think you're more likely to um, stay on track. Would mm-hmm. you say so? You've seen that like you were, your son was your why. That Absolutely. was like a big why that you mm-hmm. had. And a lot of times people don't have those big whys. Like, why do I want to do this? And, and it can be selfish. You can be selfish with that why. Um, and sometimes um, selfishness of the why for a lot of people could be financial, but finances also provides peace. So the feeling of peace. And then, we, you know, as we get into vibrational energy, when you're in alignment with that, things just kind of come to you. I say, easier or you get in alignment with that. So let me ask you this, are you mentioned something about writing goals, because a lot of people don't write the goals. And they always say, Oh, well, I have it up here. It's in my head. Mm -hmm. Now, I often hear that. I know there's a little um, practice that you do with goals. And you want to share about that? There's a couple different practices that you have Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. the card and movies and auditory. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So I have a card and I have the card usually always by me. The card looks like this. And on the back of the card, I have my goal written down. Okay. Mm-hmm. So talking about specifics on the goal, there is a date, there is exactly what I want to do. And I know my why, why I want to accomplish it. And why is that important? Like you were mentioning is because if you, if you have an idea, let's say you have an idea, I want to bake today. I'm going to bake today, but you don't know what you're going to bake. If you're not specific, you want to bake, I don't know, an apple pie. Do you want to bake, you know, dinner for tonight? Like, what do you want to bake? Once you become specific, okay, let me bake an apple pie. Then you are going to look up the recipe for the apple pie, which is going to make you go to the store and buy the things specific for the apple pie that is going to bring you back to your house and you're going to follow the recipe so you can bake your apple pie. And at the end, you're going to have an apple pie as a result of your original goal, which was baking an apple pie today, right? But if you're not specific, if you just say, well, I want to bake or going back to the example of the car and driving, if you say, well, I want to go to Pennsylvania, Okay, but we're in Pennsylvania. Like, are you just going to like a random street or are you going to a specific place in Pennsylvania, right? So that's the importance of getting very, very specific about our goals. Like why you want to do it and what exactly is it that you want to achieve? I didn't say, well, I want to get an education. I said, I'm going to get my my master's degree. I want to get my bachelor's degree, like every step of the way, I knew exactly what I was getting into. I knew exactly what it was going to take for me. And I knew exactly the time frame that I want to, wanted to achieve it by. And I didn't care about the money. I didn't have the money or the resources back then. Like I said at the beginning, I, did, I was completely not financially stable at the time. I was working as a high school student. Imagine how much I was making at the time. And so it wasn't like, oh, I had all this money saved up or anything like that. No, I I knew that there was a cost associated with me going to school, but I knew that somehow, some way, because my why was so big, I was going to figure it out uh, like on the way. And Mm so that's the importance. Now, going back to your question about what I do with my goals, I have my card and I review my card very often. I also have a mind movie that I created when when I went to the seminar with Dr. Joe Dispenza, the meditation seminar. And the mind movie is really creating my dream life 
and creating kind of like a movie of it. So everything that I wish, everything that I want, everything that I desire, everything that I want to achieve, accomplish, anything really creating my perfect life, like in a movie. And so watching that movie and it has music and all the pictures and the clash and everything behind it and it has affirmations too. It's kind of like receiving the information from different angles. You're listening to the song, you're looking at the pictures, you're reading the affirmations, so you're really going at your subconscious mind from different ways. And then I also practice affirmations with the um, with the things that I want to do, my, my goals, my dreams, my the accomplishments that I want to achieve and everything else. So I use ThinkUp, which is an app every uh, mm-hmm. night. And it keeps track of how many days you do it. And it keeps track of everything. You can pre-record your own affirmations. And then I also have something that's called the Unlimited Life Script. So it's basically a mind movie, but it's written Mm -hmm. down and then re-recording it with your own voice. So you record your dream life and then you listen to that recording every day, every night, every single day of the week. 365 days a year because you're getting that information to your subconscious mind. You want your subconscious mind to believe that what you want is already a possibility, which it is, and it's already happening because Mm -hmm. it is happening. And the more that you do it and the more that your subconscious mind starts believing in it, the closer you're going to start getting to be able to accomplish those goals. Absolutely. It's interesting. You and I have a lot of the same little habits, um, you know, because I write in a journal, like, here's one of, I have so many journals that um, I write in the evening, sometimes write in the morning. And then my little bookmarker is my little index card with goals on there that I read, you know, and I'm looking at this at least a couple times a day. And, um, and I have them on there. And when I, you can write your journal in two different ways, you're, it's like a gratitude journal, I write it in two different ways. Sometimes I write early in the morning and I write how my day already happened. Like I write, I'm grateful Mm -hmm. for, and um, it's almost like I'm implying how it already happened, even though it didn't happen yet. And then in the evenings, I will write, um, I will write down what I was grateful for happened that day. And a lot of times they match what's going on. So that's Mm -hmm. really, um, I think that's really important and powerful. And like you were saying, even just hearing your voice as, um, in the mornings, I get up, try to go for a walk. Most of the mornings, before I go to the office, and I'm listening to my own voice. There's a lot of recordings I have of the goals that I have set, different plans, the ideal life, and I listen to them as I'm walking. So I want to hear my own voice first thing in the morning before mm-hmm. I hear anybody else's voice. And even with guided meditations, the same thing. Because I listen to a lot of Dr. Joe guided meditations and sit down. But I've been changing things around to see what works because you have to find what works and what you're going to stick yeah. to. Mm-hmm. And also, I think what's really important is I just read a book called Ask. I don't know if you've heard that book with um, Mark Victor Hansen. I have not. The title of it is it's Ask. And it's, it's beautifully written. The first story just grabs you. But all the chicken soup, chicken soup for the soul type of um, books are written as little short stories. So this book Ask is written in in the same manner with short stories and the kind of the the essence, the theme of the the book is, is really if you have not because you ask not. 
Mm-hmm. And as you were saying with goal setting, it has to be specific. When you ask someone, well, what kind, you know, like you were saying, oh, I want to go visit Pennsylvania. I'm like, okay, well, Pennsylvania is a pretty big state. Where mm-hmm. do you want to go in Pennsylvania? Do you want to go near the lakes? Do you want to be in the mountains? Where do you want to go? And being very specific in this book, Ask, is like, you have not because you ask not. And also, mm-hmm. you need to ask because what's the worst somebody's going to say? No. And you're going to be in the same place as you were before asking. You know, they said no. It's like, okay, well, you didn't lose anything. Mm -hmm. Whereas, say you ask or like they ask for upgrades all the time when you're traveling. Okay, so are you, you know, are you going to bump me up to first class? And you can say it in a joking manner. And they're like, well, you know, okay, there may, you, you just never know. Or, oh, you have any promos going on today? Or do you have any gifts? Or, I, and you can say it in a joking manner, but even just asking. So I think that's really important for us to ask because you have not because you ask not. That's a that's a scripture also in, in the Bible. So I think that's really um, important when, you know, when you're talking to someone and even digging or even asking yourself, right? When you're setting your goals, asking, well, why do I want this? Because this, but why do I want that? But mm-hmm. why, why? And you just keep asking and you will start getting answers. And I think that's one of the most important things why people actually do accomplish their goals. I'll give you an example. And and this was maybe just, I don't know, it was more the ego for me. But when I was in college, I wanted to run a marathon. I think it was my I think it was my first marathon I ran. It was the LA marathon. And someone said something to me and they kind of like, oh, yeah, right, you're gonna run it. And then I said, well, then you run it. They're, they're like, okay, well, I can run it. It's easy. And I'm like, okay. And I said, well, I'll beat you. And so we kind of have this little race going. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to beat you because I had put that in my mind. Like, I'm going to beat your time and I'm going to probably beat you by an hour. And it was maybe more of an ego thing. But I planned and I wrote out my schedule for training for the marathon. And sure enough, it was. I was like within uh, a few, uh, like two or three minutes between what my goal was for finishing it. So having that intention and like you right. said, having a purpose and the why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the the major things that not a lot of people think or consider important, but I think it's so huge and so much so that there is a whole video by Earl Nightingale about this specific topic is attitude to so if you go to anywhere, literally any company, it could be the nail salon down the street, it could be the biggest, um, you know, um, company by your house, anywhere you go, you're going to find a group of people working together. And one is going to have such a wonderful attitude, like it's always has a smile on the face and it's always like going above and beyond. And it's always like in such a great positive attitude. And then other people that are just going there to literally get a paycheck and do the bare minimum and then go home. And as soon as they clock out, they're like, oh, thankfully, I'm like, thank God I'm out of here. Right. (laughs) And so what happens at the end, if you fast forward one, two, three, four years, you're going to find that the person who's going above and beyond, that it's always happy, that it's always positive, that it's uplifted, that it's always in a great mood, vibrating high usually is the one that tends to get races. It's usually the one that tends to get uh, promotions. It's usually the one that ends up moving up the ladder. Why? Because people want to be around that type of energy where the person that is doing the bare minimum 
complains about not getting paid enough, yet it doesn't, that person doesn't do enough to get paid even more than what they're already doing. And sooner or later, then you are out, right? You're either, you become dis dispensable for the, for the company. And so one of the things from, uh, I think it was Jim Rohn, he used to say, you got to work harder for yourself than you do at your job. Yeah. That I think reflects on that aspect of working on yourself and how you present yourself every single day. It's not about working harder than everybody else, but working harder on yourself so you can present as the better version of yourself every single day, because it's ultimately not how much harder you work. They could be doing the same exact work that you're doing in eight hours. But if you present yourself in a better version of yourself with a better attitude, with a better, you know, vibration, people pick up on that and they're going to be likely to gravitate towards you and not the other person. So just something that I, that I find super interesting because a lot of people focus more on the skills. Oh, I got to focus on getting more skills. I got to focus on getting more knowledge. Yes, that's important, but you can have all skills, all knowledge, all degrees. But if you have a bad attitude, nobody wants to be around you. Yeah, yeah. And you you hit that on just right on the nail, the head on the nail there, because attitude has a lot to do with it, as you were saying, because if you have a positive energy and a good vibrational energy, it's almost like, a, I want to say like a politician, you know, one that's excited and passionate, He's just giving off a, this amazing vibe that people are like, oh, I want to help you. I mean, people are volunteering to help that individual, whereas there's people that are complaining. And, and I'm going to tell you this. I mean, seeing patients in the office and when I, you know, I have one that's just like a complainer. I'm like, how are things going? I'm surviving. <laughs> I'm like, okay, oh, my I'm God. Like, yes. <laughs> it drives me crazy. I'm like, well, you're alive. I said, you have a brain, you have this, and you can walk, you made it here, you got food on your table. So I try to like, not play Pollyanna, but just more like, but this is good, what's happening in your life. And then, you know, I have other ones to come in and they're like, oh, I'm doing great. And I'm so happy that I'm here. And I'm so grateful. And, you know, it's just like, you, you just want to do even more for them. It's just so much easier to do more for them. And it takes less energy, whereas the person says, oh, I'm just surviving. <laughs> and I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, Lord. Yeah, <laughs> you you, know, you feel I'm like the energy is being drained from you. Yes, yes, you know. And so, and like you were saying, you may not even have the skill set of this major, massive goal that you want to reach, you know, hundreds and thousands of people. You may not have all the resources, but other people that are like, well, I can help you with this, or I know a person with this, or, you know, they start offering that. And I think that's really important. And that's where that community comes in, because community is going to be really important. And I'm saying a strong, positive community that's helping you um, actually be successful, you know, reaching your goals, that's going to be so, so important. So who you associate with and who is there to like uplift you and, 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 cha and challenge you. And I'll give you an example. Um, my kids are here this weekend and I'm going through the 75 hard program. And basically what that is, is, you know, for 75 days, you're challenging yourself. It's more of a transformational program where you're reading 10 pages of personal development every single day. You take a picture of yourself every single day so you could see how your body changes. You're drinking a gallon of water, 
you're eating clean, like no alcohol. For me, it's like no alcohol, which is easy, no sugar, and I'm just eating really good, good food. Um, and then the number five thing is you have to do two workouts a day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, or at least two workouts a day. One has to be outdoors, one indoor, and they're 45 minutes. So I was outside. I had gone for my morning workout, and my kids were here, and I went outside, and I was sitting down. And I was reading my 10 pages and then one of my sons asking me a question and then my daughter will say, don't bug mom. She's reading her book. You know, she's got to do her 10 pages of personal development. You know, she's doing the 75 hard program. So it was really like great. Like, you know, she, she was there to like encourage me and she mm-hmm. knew about it. And then my son's like, oh, okay. All right. You know, and then the other day he went to the gym with me. So that's where that community comes in that wants to see you succeed is really important too. It is. It is extremely important. And I think the other thing that is important too, and it's probably one of the most important because it's at the baseline of everything that we've even talked about today Mm -hmm. is really your thoughts. So your thoughts really are kind of like the basis of everything, right? You first have a thought and then that thought creates a feeling, which creates an emotion, which creates an action, which creates a reaction, but everything starts with the thought. So we talked about attitude, right? Attitude comes from what you think about a situation. If you think that going to work, it's going to suck today because it sucked yesterday, then your attitude already is negative towards work. But if you change your thoughts and you say, I am going to create a beautiful day today because I'm alive, because I am well, because I am healthy, because I am happy, because I have a job and a lot of people don't, because I'm able to make a difference, because I'm able to learn something new today, because I'm able to serve people, et cetera, et cetera. Then your attitude changes because of the thoughts that you started or originated at the beginning. The goals that you have are based on your thoughts, right? My thoughts at the age of 17 were, I need to make sure that my son always has everything that he needs and more because he deserves it. That was my thought. My thought was that, oh, I got pregnant at 17 and now I'm going to become another statistic. Everybody's right. I'm a failure. No, they were not, those were not my thoughts. My thoughts is, okay, this happened. Now what? How can I make it for me? You know, how, I, how can I make something out of myself despite my situation? And so the thoughts really create your attitude. They create your, help you kind of carve your goals. It creates the results. Everything starts with the thoughts. So what I want to invite everyone watching and listening today, it's really pay attention to your thoughts and keep in mind that about 45,000 thoughts in a day are going through your mind. And many of those thoughts, probably over 80% of those thoughts are going on undetected like you don't even know they're happening because you're unconscious over those thoughts but if 80 percent of your thoughts are negative are i'm a failure i suck i don't know how to do anything i am fat i am unhealthy i am ugly i am dumb nobody loves me nobody wants me i'm never gonna be able to make it in life i don't have the resources i don't know how to do it i don't have the money if your thoughts have that as a baseline then and you look outside and you look at your results and you are not where you want to be you're not in a relationship you want to be in you're not in the body you want to be in go back and think that it's your thoughts creating your reality and so the first thing is changing those thoughts and until those thoughts don't start to change and you don't start changing 
that that story that you have created in your mind and those thoughts are not being changed from negative to positive, then the things outside of you are not going to reflect anything different. Your external rea uh, reality, it's really just a manifestation of your internal reality. What you think of yourself inside is what reflects on, uh, on the outside. And so um, that that is crazy to me, really. It's a, it's a crazy thing to think that we are creating our world and a lot of the things that are creating our world is really happening from on our subconscious mind. So we're, we don't even know it's happening, yet we are creating. And because we don't know it's happening, then a lot of times we think that we're victims of the government or the weather or the circumstances of, for example, me being pregnant at 17. Oh, you know, now now I'm pregnant, so now what? I am I became another statistic, 17 years old, Hispanic, broke, pregnant. No, I didn't speak English at the time. So I could have allowed the narrative and the voice inside my head to tell me all kinds of things and just obeyed, right? Really? But I, I, I did not allow that. So yeah, what kind of narrative yeah. are you creating? What kind of thoughts are you allowing in? And what kind of thoughts are you allowing to create your reality outside? Mm -hmm. And the interesting, I love what you're saying about that because, you know, you're, I always kind of share with people, I say your thoughts are powerful, but your words are spells just because you think something is. If it's, if it's negative, you don't have to speak it because you give it, you give it more power when you actually speak it. And when it's negative, it's almost like, um, it's almost like three or four times even more powerful. So just because you think it, you don't have to speak it. Only if you think it, speak it if it's something positive, because it, going back to everything has vibrational energy. Even our words, our thoughts, they all have a vibrational energy because it wasn't it like yesterday or Monday, or what day was it? Monday or yesterday, I don't recall. We talked about, we text each other. You had just texted me and I was in the garage grabbing something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I was just about to text you. That's the vibrational energy that, bam, just like that, it moves from one space to another so mm -hmm. quickly, and it penetrates walls and everything. everything. So that's how powerful your thoughts are. And whereas um, it, there, it just change happens faster. Even a rock, you can have a big boulder that over time, it can become a smaller rock because of the elements of the environment that have like banged on it and penetrated but your thoughts and your words, those just like, boom, move through through space so quickly. Mm -hmm. And a good example is just picking up a phone, having a conversation with someone that's across the world. It's just like, how is that possible? What's the vibrational frequency of your thoughts speaking, sending it out and then coming back? So yes, you're like spot on, like no matter everything else is going on, um, you really have to get your thoughts lined up, everything that you're thinking, and in a manner that's going to set you up for success. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of, um, you know, the resources, the asking, the community, your words, the goals, you know, having a plan, not necessarily knowing all the details of the plan quite yet, but I think God and the universe will provide that for you as you continue going through that um you know, going for that goal. Yeah, we had a, a five day event just recently within the last month. And we had one of one guest speaker, his name is Doug Dane. And he said something that really caught my attention. He said, when you get on a car and you know where you're going, you so you have your destination, you put it in the GPS and it's telling you keep going straight, like 
30 miles and then turn right. You don't say, well, I cannot see the end of the road like 30 miles out, so I'm not going to drive. No, you keep driving. And as you keep getting closer, then you see a little bit more of the road and you drive a little bit more and then you see a little bit more of the road and then you drive a little bit more and you see a little bit more of the road. So the same thing happens with your goal. If you have a goal to, I don't know, become the greatest artist of all time, like pop singer of all time, for example, and you don't know how you're going to get there from where you are right now, you're not supposed to see it. Like you're supposed to take action steps. And as you take action, then more things are going to come into your field of awareness, um, opportunities, resources, people that are going to help you get to the next level. And then as you take more action, then you're going to get more opportunities and more doors are going to open up. But the first thing is start where you are, start taking action where you are, start doing something that is going to take you towards that goal. And when opportunities present themselves, because a lot of times we have those shiny object syndromes, right? Opportunities come to (laughs) us and they sound great, but are they aligned to what you want to do at the end? If if they're aligned, great. If they're not aligned, then let them go. And that's the that's the mm-hmm. great thing about having a goal and knowing where you're going. That if you have a destination in mind, and for example, if you're going to Pennsylvania and you say, oh, I'm getting hungry, you're not going to go out of the road to, I don't know, 60 miles out to a different restaurant. You're going to find a restaurant that is on the way. Right. And so or a gas station or whatever. So you're going to find things that are going to be aligned that are going to help you get to where you want to go that are aligned to your main objective and no longer Mm -hmm. going to be distracted by all of these different things that sound great, but they're not necessarily going to advance you further where you want to go. Yeah, I I think we had a lot of good points for people today as far as, you know, why some people succeed, why, why, you know, why others don't. So. Uh, they can always, you know, hit us up on Facebook and, you know, any of our social media if mm-hmm. you have questions, they need help, or we, we have so many videos and sources and um, in courses and so forth. They can, you know, help people from getting to step A to step B. But I think really the community and the mentorship is also maybe even the second important to your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, the thoughts is definitely the foundation, but every having a community and a coach to to guide you in that direction because it's so easy to like you say oh shiny object syndrome <laughs> you know, go a, a different way so I really think those are kind of the top two because when you have a community and a mentor they will also kind of call you out on okay well what's your goal what's the plan how are you going to get there and make you think, but maybe give you a little bit of their input and guidance as well, because mm-hmm. they've been there or they want to see you succeed. So yes. I think that's, I think that's a lot of information. So um, I'm, that's it for me. Don't know anything else from you. <laughs> no, no, I think that's it. And just in the topic of the, of being successful and really success, I have a quote that I like, and it's always try to get on top in life because the bottom is overcrowded. So 98% of people are living paycheck to paycheck. Only about one or 2% of people are really living their life of their dreams, successful where they, what they want to do and where they are in life. So why not take a chance, take a chance and, and be up in the top 2%. The bottom is too overcrowded. Yeah. And here's this book that I'm reading right now. 
called it takes what it takes and there's a lot of there's a lot of different quotes in there and uh, this is one of my personal development books that i've had and it's like okay i need to go back and read that and it's like oh wow there's a lot of aha moments a lot of quotes as well so you've got to continuously feed your mind every single day everything Everything. that is it for me so i guess we'll see everyone next week all right see you all Bye. bye